It's time for two blokes talking tech. I just think technology is awesome. Good advice for anyone who is looking for a laptop. For the latest news and information about technology. Now that, that's the guy. <laughs> it's so hard to take a bad photo now with these cameras. I brilliant. think that stuff is just brilliant. It is something that people really need to look at. Two blokes talking tech. Haven't we got the best jobs in the world? We have. <laughs> we absolutely have the best job. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. I love talking technology. And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. Do you really need a 10 megapixel camera to take those images? I'd say not. Two blokes talking tech. Embrace those little ideas there. Have a look around and, and ask questions. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And welcome to a special edition of Two Blokes Talking Tech. I'm Trevor Long and with me, as always, Stephen Fennick. G'day, mate. G'day, Trevor. How are you doing? You are live from San Francisco where we are. Two Blokes Talking Apple because Apple has announced at Keynote this morning uh, three very special things. So we'll get cracking with a special edition of Two Blokes Talking Tech. Okay, mate, so what we've got here is a very early morning Sydney time announcement, but a lovely time San Francisco announcement. So talk us through, just at a top level, the three big announcements today from Steve Jobs. Yeah, well, Apple made it quite clear ahead of this uh, that it was just going to be purely software. There were still a few people, including myself, who had a hope that there may be some hardware introduced. That Mm. wasn't the case today, and I'll I'll address why I think that was probably a good idea later. But, yeah, basically they introduced three main things. The first being iCloud, which is this new uh, service which stores your content online. And, and by that, I mean your apps, your, your content, your documents, everything, your calendars, and then wirelessly pushes it to all of your devices. So mm-hmm. if you, you take a photo, for example, on your, on your iPhone, it sends it up into the cloud and then can redirect that same photo. It'll appear in your camera roll on your iPad and, and on your on your Mac, mm. um, things like that. It, it updates. If, if you've bought a song on one device, you can also access that song without having to pay for it again. A much-needed feature. Yep, yep. Down, down the pipe. Other, another part of the announcement was also our OS X Lion, which is the operating system for the Mac. Um, and they outlined several new features uh, for OS X Lion. One thing that comes to that, that I noticed with this announcement was the fact that they're making their desktop operating system work a lot like the iOS, the iPad, and an iPhone operating system right. uh, in many ways. Um, so that there's features that 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 like auto save. There's a launch pad that makes your your Mac look like the the screen of your iPad. There's gesture controls as well. To you know, for multi-touch gestures too, um, and the third announcement was an update on the iOS five, which is the next uh, operating system, the next version of the operating system that powers the iPad and the iPhone and the iPod Touch. And again, there were several new features, notifications, a new way to uh, access all your subscriptions, uh, and a way to 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 not have to rely on having a PC connection to update uh, and sync all of your apps and, and all of your content. So for those people who are worried that oh, if, I have a, if I don't have a computer, it'll be hard to update an iPhone or an iPad, those uh, fears were put to rest today. Those are three big things, with all three things we've got to talk to in detail, so let's do them one by one. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, mate, probably the, I guess the biggest one today, I just did a, at a, at a, a very quick reading of it, is iCloud. So 
what we're getting here is is a real cloud-based solution, but um, but but it's kind of things that you should have always had in some ways, like the the uh, the music syncing and stuff like that. But it's also great cross-device integration, which is going to have people with iPhones wanting iPads because you're going to be able to do everything on on all of them. Is that the concept behind it? Do you think? It is, yeah. Well, I think Steve Jobs made it quite clear that iCloud isn't just a giant hard drive in the sky. Yep. It's going to be a lot more intelligent than that. It's going to be a lot more seamless than that too because he mentioned years ago, and I remember him saying this, that the Mac was what he called the center of your digital hub. So all of your photos were on there, all of your music was on there and everything like that. But what has happened in the meantime is they've introduced the iPhone and the iPad and all these other devices that can now not only share that content and store the content but also create that content so it's this this service is something that now can unify all of that and also make that ecosystem a lot more user friendly like being able to uh get get content from one device to the other meant you have to sync get your cable out and connect it to iTunes and drag it across and sync it again and it, it was it was a bit of a pain but now this new service has re- is going to make it a lot easier for people who might have been holding back because of that hmm. um, I'll give you an example I, my, my mum wants to buy an iPhone Yep. and I did explain to her I said look you, you, you need a computer you're going to have to connect it to the computer and get your updates uh, but now a service like this would give someone who like my mother who was maybe in two minds whether she could use a product like this now it's possible yeah it really is because so essentially and this you know they did cop a little bit of just below the line kind of flack about the whole um uh, you know, the the post-PC device and that kind of stuff because you've always needed a PC to get your I- iPad or iPhone working. So now this is a true post-PC device because you essentially can do everything you need to without the PC. You can sync, you can you can uh, buy stuff, you can you can sync that stuff back to the cloud so that it's available on your other devices. So you could have in your home, uh, you could have Wi-Fi at home and you could have an iPhone and an iPad and you could buy stuff on the iPhone and then use it almost immediately on the iPad as well because there is this device um, neutral syncing going on. I think for me, one of the most exciting things is the um, is the iTunes syncing. Um, basically, I've bought hundreds of songs over the years, and I've probably lost twenty or thirty of them because of hard drive crashes or whatever it is. Just you know, mixing between computers like I do. Now I can go back and I can grab any of those songs. Uh, on any device that I that I am iTunes authorized on, and not have to pay again, which is exactly the way it operates for apps already. That's right. Yeah. Well, well, the iTunes in the clouds, uh, as they call it, if if you make a purchase of of a song on any device, it's available on all your other devices, up to ten other devices. Yep. If you you can even back up your own library. There's a thing called iTunes Match, which means that. You can have a version of your entire collection in the cloud, so you can access that now from anywhere. Hmm. It'll even back it up, back up, and even fill in the gaps with higher quality songs. So at uh, two fifty six kilobits per second, hmm. so you get a better version of the song that you already own. And so the, re- the reason for that is quite simple: your, if you've ripped your own music, hmm. you get a better version of that on in using iTunes Match, which is. US dollars, I think twenty four ninety nine a year. Haven't announced Australian pricing yet, but I think that if you're into your music and you want to keep your collection in good shape, that's not a bad price. I think the key here is that there is a little bit of monetization going on there, and there's already been some articles this morning about the monetization of the 
the pirate music scene. So essentially, if and this is you know, a long bow, but if someone has has pirated a piece of music uh, and given it to a friend, they now can sync that to the cloud. That's great, but they've also got to pay twenty five bucks a year for their whole library, and that's, that's it's a few dollars, but it's those dollars that matter to the music industry. And the thing about that high quality thing is, it sounds like a, a big deal for the individual, but it's actually just common sense for Apple because. The thing is, they don't need billions of gigabytes of data available for this music store on, on a central server. They just need one copy of everything <laughs> and, and a little tiny database that tells them what songs you own and they allow you to access it. It's, it's pretty smart stuff. Totally right. Just moving on with another feature, the, I, the, the photo stream, which mm. was quite, quite clever. So I mentioned earlier, you take a photo on one device and then it'll actually go up to the cloud They'll keep a copy of your last 1,000 pictures that you take, mm. and then it automatically appears on your other devices. No emailing, no physical syncing. Yeah. They just appear there, which I think is a really good a good way. Like photos are something that we all like to have on all our devices and like to share. Um, so rather than having, say, you take a photo on your iPhone screen mm. and you want to show it off on your iPad or your Mac, you can do it right away rather than having to wait to, to get the cable out and sync it all together. I think that's great. But yep. um, another uh, that also extends then also to uh, apps and books, documents, and and your, even your backups too. Like you know yourself, you've got you download lots of apps like me. We we love our apps, mm. but if you download it on one device and you paid for it on one device, it is a bit of work to get it on another device. Then so, but now all, what 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 happens is a little icon appears next to the app that to say that. It's been purchased, it's in the cloud, ready for you to be downloaded to this device, and it just does it. I think what will be important is a, is a piece of an app called the iCloud, so you go into it and you can just find the apps that, that you've got because it's easy now to get an app that you've already bought if you know where it is. So if you know the name of it, you just search for it and it, it appears as something you just install without purchasing. But I think an app will be will be perfect for that to actually say, here's my cloud and let me look at it. Now, just to be clear, this replaces, this is the death of Mobile Me. Mobile Me is dead and, and iCloud yeah. replaces it, yeah? It is actually, that's exactly right. And it did actually make a bit of a joke of that. When Mobile Me first launched, you do recall the service never worked properly. There was, mm. there was issues with it. And he, Steve Jobs admitted himself, he said, well, yeah, we didn't do the best job, but we did learn a lot of things from that. And he said that mobile me now ceases to exist. It did cost $99 a year, you might recall, yeah. to have this service. Now it's free. Wow. So this rather than charging people for it, it's a free service that can extend to other things. Like what I liked is that it extends now to books. So if you want to buy an iBook, you can now read a book on any device. It's available on all your devices, a little bit like the Kindle app. The Kindle app already does this, I've got to yeah. say. So iBooks has finally caught up with that. Uh, but as, as you make a bookmark on a book, say you're reading a book on your iPad at home and you hop on the bus or the train, you want to, you can pick up that same book on your iPhone. It'll know exactly where you left your bookmark. Uh, the same thing can also happen to documents. So you can share documents, have access to those documents on any of those devices too. Um, it's just really going to make having aggregating all your content and knowing where everything is and having access to it uh, that much easier and also to contacts calendars in your mail calendars are quite good too so say you make an appointment say say you and your wife have got to coordinate something some event you both need to attend or yep. you find out you've got something on and you can send that iCal that calendar setting up to the to iCloud and then it will appear then in your wife's on your wife's iPhone or her iPad as a, as a new entry. So you can collaborate, then you know exactly the date you can 
I agree on that uh, uh, at the same time uh, on your devices. So that's that, a, that's, that's, a, good, that's a big thing. thing. We we use you know just normal calendars at the moment. So what I've done is just authorized my Gmail calendar on my wife's um, uh, on my wife's iPad so she can see my Gmail calendar. This sounds sounds exciting. So are there anything else well, big that we've we've missed about the iCloud on fridge with a, with a, on our calendar? Yep, exactly. <laughs> we, we have the same thing. In fact, my wife sells the bloody thing. So it's uh no, it's a it's a big <laughs> thing. Um, what what else have we missed before we move off the cloud? Uh, I think we've wrapped all that up. Uh, we mentioned the calendar, the mail too. With the, so mobile me ceases to exist. You can you'll still have your at me dot uh, com account. Uh, calendars and contacts will also sync. Uh, but no, it just it just in general terms, the iCloud is just going to really make it easier to have access to your content, sync it up to all your devices. Uh, and and know where everything is whenever you need it. And for those interested in the geeky side of things, have a look. Just search for um, for the Apple Data Center online. You'll see photos of what is an amazingly complex and huge data center, and there's three of them already. This is where everything of yours is going to be stored. And this is Two Blokes Talking Tech, special edition uh, with Stephen Fennick live from San Francisco. And it's all uh, thanks to our good friends at Samsung Smart TV as well, Steve. Absolutely. Samsung has just released a range of smart TVs that are available in plasma or LED. Uh, so if you're out there, you're in the market for a new TV, worth checking out. If the various sizes, they go all the way up to 64 inches, which is massive. A smart TV, though, from Samsung can provide a gateway to a lot of content, apps, services. You can surf the web on your TV, watch YouTube, stream your movies, and make and receive Skype calls, and even access your social networks right there from the couch. It's everything uh, you want on the internet on your TV as well. It's stunning absolutely. stuff. Absolutely, and you've you got to remember, too, so these Samsung smart TVs are also 3D compatible and can also convert 2D to 3D on the fly. So uh, for more info, head over to samsung.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Travel along. Okay, so that's the cloud covered. Um, the next big thing was the before we talk iPhones and iPads, the the actual Mac operating system iOS ten. Oh, sorry, OS ten Lion. What are we? Um, what are the big things out of that? Because there's like two hundred and fifty new announcements. There's huge. Yeah, there's there's. there's they say there's more than two hundred new features aboard this uh, aboard wow. Lion. Perhaps more, but they outlined the top ten. Yeah, right. Now up front, we should say too that. Uh, traditionally, new operating systems were were uh, you bought them in a, as on a disc and you took them home and you put the disc in the machine and you did your update. Yep. iOS 10 Lion will only be available through the App Store, which mm-hmm. is now on your Mac as well as on your iPhone and iPad. But yep. the App Store on your Mac is going to be the dis- distribution point for OS 10 Lion. It's going to be available download only. It's going to be a four gigabyte file, which is pretty hefty. But that file can then be shared across all your Macs. Uh, and it's going to be $31.99 sometime in July. Yeah, which is not... I've got to say, I've already seen someone whinge about that, but it's only 29 bucks in the US, and I think 31 bucks is a great price. Well, in the past, we've, we've paid more than $100 for mm-hmm. $100 for past uh, software updates. $129, I think, was previous price, but $29 for OS X Lion. And considering the features that you're going to get, uh, you know, let, let's start off with... I, I quite like Launchpad. Launchpad is... Well, it kind of makes your 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 desktop look like your iPad. Right. And what it does, it it all your apps appear on the screen, and you can like you can on your iPad, you can set up 
You can move them around. You can create folders. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you download a, a new app, it pops onto that screen. So it gives you, it's kind of like an iPad built into the OS X operating system. So that's something that people are used to seeing on the iPad and the iPhone and now being able to see that on the Mac, it just sort of makes that experience a little bit more seamless. And do you think that that indicates uh, a move towards, uh, you know, touchscreen devices very, very soon? Maybe next year we'll see some touchscreen iMacs and touchscreen maybe even notebooks because of the, the, the operating system they're trying to build there? I, you know what, Trevor, I, I, to be honest, I don't think so. I think that the, with, and part of OS 10 is gesture control. So I, I can see where you're going with the, the multi-touch, the touch screen, but I just don't think sitting at a desk and, and touching a vertical screen is really going to work. Like if yeah. I'm, if I'm on a laptop, I'll, my mouse and my trackpad are enough. Yep. Uh, if I'm sitting in front of my Mac, having it to extend my arm up to a big screen in front of me, all you're going to do is going to get a sore arm. So, yeah. What, what Apple have done, don't forget that you can buy the Magic Trackpad, which mm. gives you, if, if you own a desktop computer with a keyboard and a mouse, you now have access to a trackpad. There's also trackpads on the laptops or the MacBooks already. So those gestures can just as easily be controlled using the trackpad or the Magic Trackpad uh, separately. But my, my honest opinion is I doubt whether we'll see a touchscreen Mac or MacBook Pro or whatever. Mm. Uh, they'll keep stick with the iPad and the iPhone, uh, iPhone four, and, and the iPhones for that sort of stuff. Mm. All right. What, what's the, what else is happening with Lion? Uh, yeah, there's also full screen apps. So now you can you can easily just pop your pop all these out to, to full screens, and you can also have multiple full screens open uh, at the same time. And all you need to do to get between one app to the next is to use the trackpad or the or the magic trackpad to just to do a two finger swipe. So you can easily move between the, the open apps as well. The same gestures can e- even help you scroll web pages. Also, not only scroll within the web page, but also back and forth between web pages. So it remembers what you're up to. Mm. Uh, another feature I quite like too is, like, I don't know, like I use my Mac and I often have a lot of um, applications and documents open at the same time. And even on a big screen Mac, I've got a 27-inch iMac as well as my MacBook Air. So... Even on a big screen Mac, it's hard to keep track of all your open windows and know what you're doing where. Mm. So a new feature called Mission Control lets you get a bird's eye view, sort of a, a helicopter view of everything that's open on your desktop. So it's easy to save different applications to different desktops uh, and just to really control uh, and monitor exactly what you're doing without having to close everything down to see what you're up to. Mm. Wow. It yeah. really is. Um, it is going to be a big change. Yeah, it is, and I, I like too. There, there's a couple of little features that might not sound like much, but but in the day to day use, they're going to be really handy. Like auto save, for example. Like you know, when you're writing a document or doing anything, the first thing they say that people tell you is make sure you save it regularly, save it often, and often when you lose things, um, the first thing they say to you is, look, you should have saved it. And the new uh, OS 10 line has auto save, which does that for you automatically. That extends, too, to a new thing, a new feature called versions, which lets you save different versions of a document. So say you you wrote something and you're not quite happy with the latest version, you can go back to an earlier version without having to think up, without having to change it physically. So the last time it's saved, mm. it saved a version of that. Right. Uh, another thing, too, that's sort of down that same track is being able to resume exactly where you left off on your desktop. So say you've got your desktop arranged in a certain way that you quite like. Whenever you shut it down, 
you can actually start up again and to remember where everything was. So you don't have to open up all your windows and position all your pallets or however you want to use your computer. Yeah, wow. So that there are another couple of quirky new features that are going to help people uh, with their day-to-day use of the system. All right, mate. That's uh, There's a lot to read. There's a lot to think about. So uh, keep your eyes on techguide.com.au for even more on all of this. You're over there, so you'll bring it to, bring it fully to everyone uh, reading techguide.com.au. And you're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thanks to Netgear, netgear.com.au, connecting with innovation. Anything you need with home networking or business networking, netgear.com.au, whether it's um, a secure network, whether it's a new router or modem, or whether it's connecting devices that aren't currently on your internet network, like your TV or your radio, uh, go to netgear.com.au. Things like the universal Wi-Fi adapter, their power line Ethernet, there's a great wealth of solutions that uh, will help you bring all your devices together on the one network. And especially if you're getting lots of new devices, you might need yourself a new router, a wireless N router, which will do all the things you need, including dual band uh, wireless, which allows you to do VoIP and uh, video streaming on a separate network, basically, to your to your data. So check it out at netgear.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, the last thing is um, is quite exciting because, frankly, and this is, this is a big call, but iOS is getting old. iOS, even iOS 4, is getting old. Now that I've played with Android for a long time... Um, you know, really thinking about w- what it is, it's 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 aged and it needs to improve. So, it sounds like iOS five, mate, um, is is going to take that um, take that lead. Absolutely, I think you're right there, Trevor. Like with whatever, whenever Apple, this is what I noticed with Apple is that whenever they obviously they they take the lead in a lot of things, everyone else catches up, uh, as Android have done in this case. But what Apple do normally, and they've done it again today, is kick ahead with a new release. And this is what they've done with OS 5, iOS 5. Now, there's 10 main features they've gone through. We won't go through everything on the podcast, but there are a lot of things that they've included here that, that make sense. That, that, that I thought to myself when they announced, I think, that should have been there from the beginning. Hmm. Um, first thing that, that, that I'll point out and that, that I agreed should have been there from the start was the, what they call the notification center. Yes. The way you get notifications on your iPhone now or your iPad, a little window pops up. It often interrupts what you're doing. So you're in the middle of a game or whatever you're doing, this little window pops up uh, in the lock screen. If you've missed some calls, it's all there for you. But what happens if you do get those notifications on the lock screen or anywhere else, you unlock it or, or go into the system and they all scatter to the different parts of the phone. So it's very hard to keep up to, to, to find what notifications came from where. Um, you know, there's a little number above the mail or the calendar or whatever, but with the new notification center, a little swipe down from the top of the screen, very much like the Android operating system, actually, all your all your notifications can pop down, whether it's a calendar update, an SMS, a new email, a missed phone call, whatever, and a simple slide across on any of those notifications can actually take you then into that app. So say, for example, there was a notification on Facebook. Yep. You slide across the Facebook uh, notification, takes you into Facebook. Uh, if it's an SMS, you can slide across. It opens up the messaging so you can reply, those sort of things. So it puts all those notifications in one place. Yeah, absolutely, and it's kind of kind of crucial. If I can jump in, I, 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 this may not be one of your top ones, but I just think this is, um, this is a really important one. 
the, the iMessage service, which is a messaging service yeah. between iOS devices, um, it might not sound like much to people, but let me tell you, this is a deal breaker for BlackBerry, okay? BlackBerry Messenger, BBM, has been a crucial part of the BlackBerry ecosystem because it allows free text messages, essentially, between you and other Blackberries. Now, my wife and I use it ad nauseum, okay? We, we save 500 text messages a month by using BBM. So the fact that we could now both be on iOS devices, on our iPads, or she might get an iPhone, and actually send messages back and forward, and the messages are interacting between devices. So if I've got two devices, I can continue a conversation, I can share photos. You know, I've got to tell you, I think that's a really, really big feature. I agree. And, and, and like you, I thought exactly of what you said, the BBM, the BlackBerry Messenger, this is Apple's version of that. Mm. Um, it it kind of takes the – and I, I remember you when we spoke about FaceTime. You said, oh, I don't need a camera on the front of my iPad, but now you can make calls between iPads and iPhones, mm. Mac to iPad, this is giving that the same power between all your iOS devices, mate. This is gonna this is gonna be what's gonna attract people and or keep them or attract them to this to this system. Yep. That is such. You, you've described how handy it can be. I'm the same. I'm texting my wife and contacting my kids and whatever. Now, if we could all do this on our i devices, on our iPhones and whatever, but you got to remember, it's not just your iPhone. It's also the iPad can do this as long as mm. you've got a Wi-Fi connection or a 3G connection for your iPad. Yep. You're all connected. So this is – looking back on it, it it's a really it, – it's such an obvious thing to do, but it's it's great to see they've finally done it. Yeah, it is. Um, look, I'm, I'm just jumping ahead, and I know I'm, I'm probably stealing your uh, your list here, but there's, I'm, I'm just going to say one more thing before you run through the rest of your list. I was yep. watching the Windows 8 um, preview that they put out last week, and something they got really excited about was their little thumbpad-friendly um, tab- tablet-style keyboard, which was essentially, instead of a, a keyboard across the screen, it was two little keyboards on either side so that you could hold the device <laughs> and use your thumbs. Well, yep. Apple, have, Apple have just announced the same thing, so... And that's a really smart way. I don't use the iPad like you do in portrait mode. I use it more in landscape mode, but you yep. use it a lot in portrait mode. Do you think this is going to be a really important typing feature? Yeah, absolutely, because you think about it. We, we, we type with our thumbs, and being able to use it that way, it just you can position that, that split keyboard as far up or down the screen you'd like. Mm. So you can be tapping away from either side of the keyboard there, and then one little another hit of the key, and then it sends it back to the bottom again. That's really cool. All right. But, what else? Uh, uh, what else is in the in iOS five? I quite like. I tell you what, I like. The, the, we know that people like to read books and and magazines and newspapers on the iPad and mm-hmm. the iPhone. Yep. Then you feature newsstand, which which can put in one place. Uh, all of your current subscriptions, but also give you a one-stop shop then to access all that content. Yep. Um, you, we, we heard already of in-app subscriptions now mm-hmm. where they, you can actually subscribe within an app to more issues of that particular publication. Mm-hmm. This just aggregates all that and makes it even easier to access. Another feature I really liked was reminders. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a, a, a way to not only remind yourself based on the time you want to be reminded, but it's also a good way to be reminded uh, based on your location. So say, for example, I, I say to my wife, look, I'll ring you as soon as I arrive at a certain place. What this does, it puts a little geo fence around that particular location. So when you arrive or leave or however however you set it, mm. it gives you a reminder. So listen, you're at the Moscone Centre, 
it's time to call your wife. So it gives you that not only a time-based reminder, but also a location-based reminder. I just think that is just- that is brilliant because, you know, I do forget a lot. And here's, here's an example which doesn't play well with many people other than you, mate, but often I've got stuff at home that I need to return. So I've got a device now that a PR company wants back and I'm at work when they tell me and I get home and I forget because I go to bed. So I can put a, a location-based reminder in my phone that as soon as I come within QE of my home, it comes up and says, don't forget that mobile phone phone you've got to send back and bingo i can walk in grab it and then do my normal stuff and i it's not a time-based thing it's so smart a couple more things mate i'll run through them really yep. quickly because i know we're running out of time um i think the there's a feature called pc free now we mentioned earlier that a lot of people were a bit put off the fact that you need to sort of set up and activate your device with a computer that's all a thing of the past. You can activate and set up your device now wirelessly right out of the box. Mm-hmm. All your updates can now be done wirelessly, so there's no need to sync back to the computer. Uh, this will give those people who were just wanted to buy an iPad but not wanting to ha- own a second computer or just want to buy an iPhone and not need to rely on yep. uh, a computer to back it all up. So my mother can now buy her iPhone. I did warn her. I said, look, you know, you, it's a lot of work to update it all the time and do this. But now, mum, we're going to get you an iPhone. So you can do that all on your own. You've, you've already got a wireless connection at home, so that's fine. Uh, another thing I quite liked was, too, was the um, the access to the camera is a lot easier oh, now. Oh, yes, from so the lock you, screen. You just double tap on the lock key, a little uh, shortcut uh, camera app appears on the, on the screen. You tap that, takes you straight into camera mode. And finally, they can use the volume up button <laughs> as the shutter key. So you can use volume up to take your picture. No, no, none of this trying to hit the little on-screen camera button, uh, trying to frame your photo. You can now hold the phone like a camera, volume up key activates the shutter, and you've taken your picture. And a reason that's important, and, and Steve Jobs showed a slide, which I encourage people to look at, is the popularity of different cameras on Flickr, which is a big photo sharing service. And the iPhone is basically very close to pipping the Nikon D90. It's already beaten a whole stack of others. But essentially, so you've got your phone in your pocket, it's locked. You pull it out. Instead of having to slide to lock and then open the camera and then hit the button on the screen, you can now open it up, double tap the lock key, open up the camera and use the volume up button and take a photo. It's, you know, it is the simple stuff. But, it, but it's going to make a big difference and it's going to help them keep their market share. One last thing too, Trevor. That, <laughs> what are you, what are you Steve Jobs? <laughs> Sorry, mate. Yeah, one last thing. Exactly. I'm doing my Steve Jobs impersonation. Unfortunately, it's not an iPhone, but I'll, I'll get to that in a moment. Mm. The Twitter integration yes. is something that was rumoured to be uh, included in the iOS 5, and it is. It's been deeply integrated into the iOS uh, system now. So you can now tweet directly out of Safari. You can tweet your photos right out of the camera. Once you take a photo, you can choose now to, to tweet it straight away. Um, so even if you want to reply, uh, mention or, or at reply to a friend, mm-hmm. uh, you can you can aggregate all your friends who are on Twitter into your contacts. So it's really just integrated Twitter even further. But um, one thing I'll uh, we'll, we'll finish up on this one. There was no introduction of an iPhone. No. Now, a lot of people were hoping that Steve Jobs, and he did say, oh, I've just got one last thing, but the only the last thing he mentioned was iTunes Match. Hmm. There was no hardware uh, mention at all. And you remember last week when they sent out a notification to say, look, this is just software that we're going to talk about. I think they didn't want to leave people feeling disappointed that there wasn't hardware. Yeah. I can understand why they didn't um, have a, a new iPhone unveiled today. If they had of, 
it would have drowned out all, all this of this stuff. software news, mm. which is significant. There's so much to absorb. We've only just scratched the surface here of what they've announced. I'm going to try make a pretty full-on uh, look at it on Tech Guide, but an iPhone today would have completely hogged the headlines, hogged all the limelight, yep. uh, which is, I think, a good reason to leave it out for today. That, that'll be another thing for another day, but... I mean, and, and let's remember, their part to focus on the software. this is the Worldwide Developers Conference. So this actually makes sense. This is what it should be about. I mean, the other thing quickly that they showed today, they've paid $2.5 billion to developers. You yeah. know, that just shows what an important ecosystem they're creating, you know. It's the most popular gaming platform, $2.5 billion to developers. This is a pretty important device. And lo- say what you like about Android, and I, I know Android um, people and, and Android phone um, users uh, like to say that it's more, more popular than iOS. But just just let's remember, this is a single device, okay, the iOS. It's it's essentially a single device. There's hundreds of Android devices, so of course it's going to be more popular as, a, as an operating system. But as a single device, single operating system, this is really important stuff, and and it's been it's been crucial. Absolutely right, and uh, I think uh, that we're going to see this. The, the I think OS 10 line is going to be available in July. Uh, the iCloud will be available uh, in the coming weeks as well. Uh, they mentioned iOS 5 will be available this fall, which I think is just in the second half of the year, just mm-hmm. after the second half begins. So, well, yeah, we're going to see them not too long. All right, mate. That's uh, a very exhaustive review of what's happened today. Two blokes talking Apple. The full details will be at techguide.com.au throughout the day and throughout the week, most likely. And uh, we'll catch up again in just a couple of days for uh, episode 16 of Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thank you, mate. Thank you. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick.